0: And welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan, glad to be here, glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman, Brought to you by Andy Wells, real estate agent. Going to tell you how to reach him in just a minute. We're going to talk about LSU football. Trey had the game day experience. We'll talk about the roster, the staff. We got some comments on the college football playoff situation, the New Orleans Saints, the NFL refs, and the integrity of the NFL game. Lots of that coming up on this episode of Sports Takes. When you work with Andy Wells, you get a knowledgeable and professional real estate agent. Whether you're buying, selling, you have some questions, you want some advice, call Andy Wells, area code 225-772-6000. That number again, 225-772-6000. Andy Wells, highly recommended. He's got the backing of a trusted company, Keller Williams First Choice. I recommend him personally and professionally, Andy Wells, for all of your real estate needs, 225-772-6000. Hey, don't forget to connect with me on social media, Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Talking Sports with TK has its own Facebook and Instagram account and I have become the oldest dude on TikTok. Search for Talking Sports with TK on TikTok. Let's hear a message from Anchor, our host. We'll come back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman, lots of LSU college football, the Saints, the NFL. It's all coming your way right here on Sports Takes, Talking Sports with TK. Stay tuned. Another
1: day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check.
0: we continue with talking sports with tk i'm tommy Chrysan, about to be joined by trey blossman for some sports takes we got a lot of stuff coming at you we're gonna cram it in here hope you'll share this podcast with all your friends and we do wish everyone a merry christmas hope it's a wonderful holiday for your family and yourself and your friends trey blossman good afternoon how you doing
1: doing fine tommy doing great
0: glad to hear that Trey you made for the first time in many years a trip to Tiger Stadium this past Saturday to see the exciting game between LSU and Ole Miss I'd like you to talk about your experience being back in Tiger Stadium and then of course what a ball game uh, again the win against the Ole Miss Rebels
1: well Tommy the last time I went to the stadium was uh after Thanksgiving 2017 we played Texas A&M beat the stew out of them and that was a lot of fun you know, 90,000 plus in a stadium, a uh, typical Saturday night in, in, in Tiger Stadium. This Saturday was completely different. An afternoon game, fewer than 10,000 people in the stands, uh, raining like all get out once it started late in the second quarter. Uh, it was kind of surreal sitting in the stadium and, you know, with so few people in it. It still got loud, which was uh, interesting, but... I enjoyed being there. I was in the family suite, so we didn't get rained on. Uh, I think they sell 34 tickets for that suite, but we only had eight. Uh, Lots of the suites were totally dark with no one in them whatsoever. Uh, It it was very different. I had a great time. The game itself was incredibly exciting of the hundreds of games I've seen in Tiger Stadium, it was one of the top five or ten most exciting, no doubt about that. Really glad to get home with the victory, but I, I my major impression was the same as it was in 2017, Tommy. The game day experience at LSU is not nearly as good as it used to be, and the main culprit is the atrocious, horrible, piped-in music that is blasted at ear-splitting levels. Look, I have damage to my ears from all the rock shows I've been to. I- I've been in loud stadiums. I've been in tiny clubs that would blow your earballs out, eardrums out. I have ear damage because of that. I have hearing damage. But the volume was turned up. I guess to the level that they have it when there's 100,000 people in the stadium, and with only five or 10,000 people in the stadium, it was literally painful, and that doesn't even address the horribleness of the music. Uh, just <laughs> god-awful. And for me, I want to hear the Tiger Band. I don't want to hear Ozzy Osbourne Crazy Train, which, oddly enough, is one of the best songs that they played. I want to ti- <laughs> hear the Tiger Band playing And when I was a season ticket holder, we specifically chose our tickets on the Tiger Terrace to be directly across the field from where the Tiger Band used to sit. They've now moved the Tiger Band. Uh, Tiger Band plays a much uh, smaller role in the game day experience than they used to, and I think that's a big, fat
0: negative. Well, on the field, it was a shootout. As I predicted, they'd win a tight one in a shootout. Uh, they get past Ole Miss. The story starts with Keyshawn Butte. What a day. Record-setting day in the rain. Max Johnson, again, performs admirably. Very good. He got the win. That's what it's all about. And it was good for the LSU program to get that win. Number one, beat you know, go to hell Ole Miss. Number two, you finish five and five, and that's not a losing season. If you go back a couple of weeks when the Tigers were three and five, you had to play Florida and Ole Miss. You had to think, man, I didn't think they'd win either game, or I thought there was a chance they'd lose both, especially to Florida. They get it done. You credit these young freshmen and sophomore. I said it back in August. There's a lot of talent on the LSU football team. They had a lot of shoes to fill. We all know what left the 2019 team. And we just didn't know who would be the next draft choice or the next all-American or all-conference guy. But these young guys that got this experience down the stretch for Ed Orgeron's football team, that's going to pay off going forward. Young guys out there getting their chance and making the most of it. Huge win for LSU on the heels of the big signing class. And now roster management, that's a new buzzword now in college football. That's the key. A couple of Tigers, Chris Curry and the defensive tackle Jenkins, entered the transfer portal today. Guys all over the country are entering the portal from from the East Coast to the West Coast to to the Canadian line to the Mexican border. They're entering the transfer portal because everybody can be immediately eligible next year. I think going forward they're going to have to do something about that transfer portal, but Ed Orgeron is going to have to manage this roster with who's coming back, who's not, maybe transfers, The whole bit's going to be interesting and the rumor mill churning about changes, possible changes to the LSU coaching staff. I think we're going to see more than one or two changes Uh, may not know everything for another week or two, but lots still happening with LSU football 365 days a year. It's always a topic and it's still a topic. They've opted out of the bowl game thing. We know that, but there's still lots happening with this football team and program.
1: Well, Tommy, the, transfer portal has become a bigger factor each year and this year it wasn't hard to predict that it was going to blow up when you grant clemency to anybody that you can transfer wherever you want to go and nobody has to sit out or lose any eligibility that that's a green light for any player who's not happy to enter the portal uh you know i question What kind of moves people are going to make? I understand a guy coming from Harvard and wanting to play in the SEC, and if a team's good enough to think he can do it, to give him a spot. But why would a kid leave one SEC school for another? If you can't play at Auburn, you probably can't play at LSU. If you can't play at Texas A&M, you probably can't play at Tennessee. Uh, if you can't play at LSU, you can play at Southeastern. You can play at ULM. You can play at Tulane. So some of those transfers make sense. But a lot of kids are just going to be uh, putting off their misery or maintaining their misery someplace else, their unhappiness about lack of playing time, because they're just not good enough. you know. And a lot of kids don't want to believe that. But if you're a four-star kid and you've been in Baton Rouge for two years and you hadn't scratched any playing time, you're just not good enough.
0: I agree. Now, Trey, again, a rumor mill churning about possible changes to the coaching staff. I anticipate two, three, four, maybe more uh, changes to the staff. I'm hearing there's going to be some reassignments, maybe people changing roles. Uh, that happens every year. to all the big-time programs that, Uh, I just read on the wire shortly before we recorded, one of the Bama analysts is leaving to take a a position on an FBS team, so, uh, you know, FCS team. So things are happening, but the interest in Baton Rouge and in Louisiana and for all LSU fans across the country is the coaching staff, and I think we're going to see some changes.
1: Well, you know, probably some changes are in order. Uh, I, I think the offensive staff did a really good job this year. Uh, you know, it wasn't long into the season we lost Brennan and we had to compete in the sec, no games without outside of the conference to tune up every game's a conference game. And even against the weaker teams, those are not easy games. You know, uh, Vanderbilt was an easy game. Nothing else came easy, but, uh, I, you know, everybody wants to see Bo Pellini fired. I saw progress on that defense. Ole Miss's offense is really good, and they've got some players that are very talented. Now they did make it look easy at times. I'd like to see more resistance. Uh, I I don't I don't know if Bo Pelini should be fired or not, but I I bet you that he is. I I think there's going to be so much pressure on Coach O from boosters. And again, I'll say this, and I was reminded of this by reading a few message boards yesterday. The majority of LSU fans are idiots. If that offends anyone, I'm sorry. But the comments that I hear, uh, I read a comment yesterday that Brennan was a senior and wouldn't be back. The level of ignorance at a comment like that (laughs) is unbelievable. Number one, he's not a senior. Number two, this year doesn't even count as a year of eligibility. And number three, Miles Brennan is going to come back. And he'll be the leader for the starting quarterback job going into spring. Will he win it? I don't know. But that guy was on pace to throw 40 touchdowns this year. Uh, Yeah, Max Johnson came in and cleaned up pretty well late in the year. But uh, Miles Brennan has a ton more experience and I think should be the leader for the quarterback job heading into the spring.
0: One more college football topic: the uh, playoffs are set. Alabama, number one seed, will play the number four seed Notre Dame. Two seed Clemson will play three seed Ohio State. Alabama and Clemson huge favorites, especially Alabama. And look, I think Texas A&M got screwed out of it. You can talk about it. You know, if they put twelve teams in the playoff, the thirteenth team's going to bitch and complain. I get all that, uh, but it is what it is. Uh, Notre Dame's going to get embarrassed again. We'll talk about that next week more, but Trey Blossman, your thoughts on the four teams in the college football playoff. Well, Bama got a Christmas gift early and Notre Dame, (laughs)
1: Uh, you know, how many times does this have to happen? Tommy, when, when Notre Dame gets beat by 30 points in a couple of weeks, will the committee learn that Notre Dame's a pretender? How many times do you have to watch him get the hell beat out of them? Uh, I, I didn't see much of the game because as I was at the LSU game, but I started watching the first half of the Clemson-Notre Dame game late last night after the NFL game. Clemson just beat the hell out of them. It's almost like they could have named the score. It's almost like they were kind to keep the score as low as it was. Notre Dame does not belong. a questionable resume, but this is a strange year. They won all their games except for they lost to Alabama. Everybody lost to Alabama. Everybody's gonna lose to Alabama. It's gonna be a Clemson Bama title game once again. Does Clemson have a shot? Sure. But they're the only other team in the country that has a shot. Ohio State has no shot. Clemson's gonna beat them. Fields might be bro- you know, hurt. They're down some players for injury. Uh It's going to be Clemson versus Bama. Again, I project Bama to be something a little less than a touchdown favorite, five and a half, six points. But uh, Bama was a 20 and a half point favorite over Notre Dame yesterday. And if that doesn't tell you Notre Dame doesn't belong in the playoffs, nothing will. I think A&M or even Cincinnati deserve that fourth spot.
0: Well, and they've already said it in Vegas that if Bama plays Clemson, Obama would be a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. But we'll talk more in Sports Takes next week about the semifinal matchups. Before we talk NFL, I want to remind everybody about Andy Wells. I recommend him for all your real estate needs, whether you're buying, you're selling, you have a question, you want some advice, call Andy Wells in Baton Rouge at area code 225-772-6000. Andy Wells, 225 772 6000. Trey, let's talk about the NFL. I did watch the Saints and the Chiefs yesterday. Drew Brees looked rusty, you know, started off poorly. He kind of got in the groove late. They actually had a chance late against the Chiefs, but the Chiefs get the three point win. Uh, But I I think they should have waited on Brees, but Winston went into the COVID thing. So all you had was Breeze and Hill. I'd have played Hill and put Breeze in if necessary. But Sean Payton knows more about it than me. Uh, Saints lose the tight ones of the Chiefs in the Superdome.
1: Well, you know, I agree. My initial thought was they were rushing him in. And the way he played in the most of the first half, they were rushing him in. He threw one good pass in the first half. Uh, That pass along with two key mistakes by Kansas City, kept the Saints in the game. The game was not as close as the score was. Kansas City could have and should have won by a wider margin. But, look, the Saints' defense was balling. That's an awfully good team they played. The most impressive play of the game was an incomplete pass. Uh, I'm sure you know the one I'm talking about. Uh, Mahomes was running around like crazy. He circled back. He threw the ball down the field. Uh, And just missed his receiver by about a foot on the ball. And I thought if it was Tyreek Hill, it would have been a completion. But as the announcer said, he threw the ball 48 yards into a six-inch window sidearm while on the run. The guy's unbelievably good. Uh, He's just physically gifted. He's fun to watch. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire did get hurt in the ball game. He's out for the rest of the regular season. They're hoping he'll be back for the playoffs. But, uh, I I guess in the long run, Tommy drew coming in and working through that rustiness and finding a little bit of a groove is probably a good thing. And and that may well be why they did it. You, You might look and say, man, can we beat Kansas city Man, that's going to be tough. Let's at least get drew out there and work the rust out,
0: you know, so maybe moving forward. That was a good thing. Well, quick turnaround for the saints. Vikings come to the dome this Friday on Christmas day. Trey, uh, I know you got some comments and I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Some things we observed with the NFL officiating, the referees, the replay review, you're talking about a mess. Uh, Go ahead with your comments and we'll we'll go back and forth.
1: It it continues to just be really bad, Tommy. Uh, Look, Tampa Bay was a six-point favorite yesterday. And they don't play the games for the gamblers. But there was a lot of money bet on that game, I'm assuming, okay? Tampa Bay is up four points. They're driving the ball late in the game. They get stopped on a third down obviously a good half yard, maybe a yard short of the first down on a Leonard Fournette run. If they don't make the first down, they're going to kick a short field goal there and win the game by seven points. There was like less than a minute left at the time, but there was enough time left that they didn't want to give the ball back to Atlanta up by four. So they would have kicked the field goal. They were sending the kicking team onto the field. Somehow, even after review, they give Fournette the first down I shot you some screenshots of the TV. He, there's no way that was a first down. In no universe is that a first down, and it had an impact on the game on the gambling yesterday and it might have had an impact on the game. Had Atlanta gotten the ball back down 7 with 40 something seconds left, they might have been able to tie it up cuz they got a quarterback who can throw it and some receivers who can go get it. Uh Horrible, horrible officiating makes me question the integrity of the game, Tommy. Sometimes we see blown calls and you just go, I missed it. After the replay that they had, that play makes me question the integrity of the football game. And the NFL is in bad, bad spot if people are doing that.
0: Well, they need to eliminate replay if you're not going to let it correct mistakes, okay? That's its purpose is to correct mistakes and get the call right, which all 32 coaches say, Hey, I want the right call because they got to live with it. If it's the right call, whether it's for them or against them. But I was watching in that Tampa Bay uh, Atlanta game yesterday. I've seen other things all year long in the NFL. It's either blatant cheating or gross incompetence or some type of combination of those two things. Uh, I I don't know which one I will say this. I said, I've said this for almost a decade. They need to put two more refs on the field. These 52-year-old insurance salesmen can't keep up with Tyreek Hill and you know and all these great players out there. They, they just can't do it. Put two more refs on the field, you can better cover the action. I go back some 35 years when they put a third basketball on the court in the NBA, in the college, and in the high school, and everybody about lost their mind. Oh, you can't do that. Now you wouldn't think of playing a basketball game at any level, high school on up, with only two referees. Put some more refs on the field, NFL, and put somebody in a replay booth that can see and understands football and can correctly interpret it. That's probably the biggest problem. I get it you make a mistake on the field. That's why you have replay to correct it. The biggest problem is when you go to replay and then you don't correct the obvious It goes right back to what you said, Trey Blossman. The integrity of the game is in question, and that's a very fair question when we continue to see this.
1: Yeah, it is, and I've made the comment on the podcast over the weeks and months, particularly this season, that I don't think the NFL wants to get it right. They could get it right. There's easy solutions to to improving it. They just won't take those steps. It's like mind-boggling. Hey, not to be lost in that Tampa Bay Atlanta game is that the Falcons blew a big lead once again, and they blew a big lead to a team quarterback by Tom Brady once
0: again. (laughs) It's got to be very disheartening
1: to be an Atlanta
0: Falcon fan they got to be having nightmares. Well, Trey, uh, as we wrap this up, uh, we're going to do some picks. Uh, There's a small college board and, of course, NFL board this weekend. So we'll get some picks uh, either Wednesday or Thursday. People can be looking for the podcast to drop either late Wednesday or at some point on Thursday, even though Thursday is Christmas Eve. We'll have some picks from Trey Blossom for you. He kind of went 500 on a weekend in both NCAA and NFL Pushed him up a little bit closer to 50% on the season. But you never know when he's going to get hot. I've seen him do it before. Trey, I know you want to join me in wishing everybody a Merry Christmas. Thanks to all who listen to the podcast and share it with your friends or send us a comment. We appreciate it a lot. And, Trey, we will talk to you in a couple of days and get some uh, picks uh, for the upcoming weekend.
1: Great, Tommy. Tomorrow night, a great game for the fans. Just uh, BYU versus Central Florida will be a lot of fun to watch. And uh, let's see if Army doesn't get done right here and not get
0: shut out of a bowl game. Let's hope they get put in. Maybe the one that Tennessee opted out of earlier today. Trey Blossman, Merry Christmas. Talk to you in a couple of days. Thank you, Tommy.
1: This is Andy Wells with Keller Williams First Choice Realty, and I want to be your real estate guy. Call or text me today for any and all of your real estate needs. Are you on the fence about selling your house? I have seven amazing reasons why you should have it on the market right now. I'd love to share that with you. So call or text me today at 225-772-6000. That's 225-772-6000. Once again, this is Andy Wells, and I want to be your real estate guy, Two two five seven seven two six thousand. 772 That's two two five seven seven two six thousand. 772